Kia ora, welcome to the Book Lover Banter. This is a quick intro to uh, this episode. We're on the home straight to Christmas, people. It is just over 10 days away. This was originally going to be one episode, but the Book Lover team had so much to talk about as we discussed the year that is 2023 that it had to be split into two. We recorded it about two weeks ago now, so I'm going to jump straight in and uh, hope you enjoy this episode. There is a lot going on in this episode. We have recommending so many books for Christmas, uh, which I hope you will find helpful. It is Book Love a Rat for 2023. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, with me, oh, I'm Olivia, and with me is uh, Rachel and Laura. Yay! The team are together. And what are we going to talk about? Talk about bestsellers for the year? Yeah. We're going to talk about everything. Yeah. 2023. So much has happened. So much. It was a good year. I thought it was a good year. It was a good year. It was a busy year. Okay. Top top sellers, bestsellers for the year. I think what the great thing I've seen this year, and it's been building year on year, is uh, the popularity of New Zealand fiction that's really taken off and this year uh, in particular we of course had Eleanor Catton's Burnham Wood which was, was our bestseller for the yep. year uh, and of course Catherine Chidgey's two books Axman's Carnival Carnival won the big Ockham uh, book prize this year which boosted sales uh, and she also brought out Pet which was another uh, popular book for us and all three of those I read and loved uh, which also helps <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes uh, what else Rach did you get any uh, the titles oh well we've got your book <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is actually technically our bestseller for the entire year but that would be to be expected of course Okay, we had uh, <laughs> Everything is Beautiful and Everything Hurts by Josie Shapiro. Mm-hmm. That was very popular. That was and still still is. Still is. And both you and Laura have read that one yeah. and loved yeah. it. Yeah. I read The Deck by Fiona Farrell, which I really loved. Yeah, that was the did. one set up in a, um, in a batch mm. in a kind of COVID-like scenario. And um, it was great. Loved it. That's and super ending. I read The Bone Tree. Really liked that. Uh, what else? New Zealand fiction. Um, the Anne Tiernan, Last Days of oh, Joy. Last Days of Joy, that did well. That was a good read. All sorts. Pamari had another one. Yeah, we can still call him a Kiwi, can't we? Even though he lives in Australia. Yeah, they stole him. I read okay. Adventures, Adventures with Emily, which was um, mm. uh, walking there to Arrow. Oh, the, the length the of the biography. The yeah. Bio. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't fiction. But that's all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, because it is Kiwi. Yeah. Oh, on. Uh, Wave Walker. Wave Walker. Do we um, call that a Kiwi book? No. Bits of it take place bits in New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. Important bits. But she would say she's English, the author, wouldn't she? And you're reading Bookshop oh, Dogs right now. I know oh. it's not New Zealand fiction, but it's still New Zealand. I'm so mm. enjoying Bookshop Dogs. Yeah. It was just what I needed. And 
it's lovely. It's short chapters and it's great. Yeah, Is each chapter about a different dog? Yeah, pretty much. Cute. Yeah. Or dog related. Mm. It's either about a dog who's visiting the shop or about her own dog. Her own dog, Hunza, yeah. And mm. um, how he has sort of paved the way for her sort of life's work. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure Miss some. Kawai, did that come out this year or last year? Last was year. Last year. Last year. Yeah, yeah, last year. We had it's just like carried over. Heaps for Christmas. Yeah. Um, I read right at the beginning of the year, I read Laughing at the Dark by Barbara Else, which again wasn't mm -hmm. what, what wasn't fiction, it was um biography. Mm. But it was a really good book. Oh, and another big seller for us, which uh, I know you love, was the Nikki Pellegrino. Yeah, I loved it too. I yeah. Fantastic. And at the same time, I pretty much at the same time I read Golden Days by Caroline Barron. Oh, yeah. And I love that as well. Yeah. So it is a so strong, strong year. Strong year. Strong year. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. And then international fiction, uh, bestsellers. Uh, a recent one, it's only just come out. Uh, the Year of the Locust. That's all like, oh. already doing really well for yeah. us. Uh, that's by the author of I Am. Pilgrim, which was huge back in the day. There's uh, Tom Lake. Yeah. Uh, Lola in the Mirror, which I think because we loved it, is going to sell buckets for Christmas. Mm -hmm. I think Lola in the Mirror is such a good one because it has such a wide audience appeal. A greater readership yeah. appeal. Yeah. There's kind of women. Yeah. All age groups, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, kind of sixteen plus. I'd go mm -hmm. even. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looking at our bestsellers, Return to Valetto. That was just one that I read and loved, and seemed to appeal to others. Historical set in Italy. Mm -hmm. Did you sell that to people who liked still life? Was that did that no, go? Not really. No. Um, no, it was just the idea of a small Italian small, village, semi-abandoned village in Italy, yeah. and a bit of a mystery, mm -hmm. a historical. Uh, Hello, beautiful, did well. Yeah, that that was a big one. That was a big one. That was because of the Little Women marketing. Do you think? I think so. Mm. I think so because it was, it was as a sort of rough. Modern day retelling of Little Woman. I stopped telling people that actually. Yeah. Because same. I don't think it is. No, it's inspired by loosely. Loosely. Yeah. And like they mention it in the book. Like it's very self aware of the fact that it is similar to. Mm. Another little one for us, which I don't know if any other bookshop in the country sold this, but darling. Oh, yeah. By India Knight. Oh, that, I loved that book. Yeah, I loved it too. And it was such and an easy sell. Easy hand sell. Yeah. Great easy sell magic. because of um, the link to Nancy Metford and yes. um, In Pursuit of Love, but also an easy sell just because it had the best cover ever. Both mm -hmm. the hardback mm -hmm. in dark blue mm -hmm. and the paperback in white mm -hmm. with flowers all over it. It, yeah. was, it was just so Beautiful. pretty. Yeah. So, so just a great read. That was a great read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was easy. Um, yeah, we had one customer who would every time she came in would tell us about Darling and ask us if we'd read it. And 
tell us that it was so naughty. Naughty. She just kept saying, it's just so naughty. And we would kind of giggle and laugh and and she'd be like, no, no, it's so great. It's hilarious. It's funny. And it's just so naughty. I would not have called it naughty. (laughs) No, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Do you think the bits in Paris? Maybe the bits in Paris. Do you think do you think other bookshops in New Zealand weren't selling it? No, I think I don't think so. I think really? uh, it was just a little one that we picked up, mainly because I'd loved the pursuit of love. Yeah. And so when it was sold in, I said, "Oh, I'll try that." And it went from there. But it wasn't a lead title. No, obviously the Richard Osmonds, they have been bestsellers for us this year. New one came out a couple of months ago. That's been racing out the door. Yeah, those are nice because we found out that you don't have to have read them in order as well. Mm. So we were selling the fourth one, knowing that everyone who had read the series was saying that it was the best one in the series so far. And then we could sell it to people who hadn't necessarily read the rest of the series because um, there are different mysteries in each book. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because... Is it easier to sell something that is a series because people have loved number one, so they're going to love number two and three? Or is it easier if things are standalone and you can sell it as an individual and then they can go back and read one and two and three if they've enjoyed the four? I think people like series. I'm just thinking of the Seven Sister series. Yeah. Um, but it, it does limit your readers too. If they've read, to, they need to have read one and two and three. And I'd be embarrassed if I sold someone a, a fourth in the series and then they came back mm. and said, hey, you didn't tell me that it was the fourth. Oh, I always tell people. Yeah. Like I, I would never sell like a third book in a series without saying, hey, have you read the, the first two? And then if they say no, then I'll say, oh, you don't have to, but it is part of the series. So if you want to kind of know the full story, because sometimes the standalones have... Like they, they're a single mystery, but then there's a kind of running plot that runs through the yeah. series. So some characters. Yeah. Yeah. You get to know the characters in the first book and then. Definitely in that thriller genre, I don't feel like they have to have read the first, you know, those Jack Reaches. Like the or Daniel the, Silver. Daniel Silver. It's, yes, it's the same detective, but I don't think you need to. You can pick up the cheetle one you want. Yeah, and I don't think it's a massive spoiler when you find out something about the main character that, at least for me, I don't. Mm. I don't and isn't go. that the same with Lee Child that each one is standalone, but with the same but all about Jack Reacher, mm. so, yeah. yeah, agent. <laughs> Today was the announcement of the Booker winner. I feel like we should briefly touch on the um, Booker shortlist. Well, I have to admit I haven't read a single one. Neither. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away, Liz. (laughs) Well, I haven't read all of them either. I read I Will Survive You. Is that what it's called? If I Survive You. If I Survive You, which I really liked. And then I read Bee Sting, which I remember speaking to you half, I was halfway through raving about it. Oh, I love it. And, you know, it's got, it's dark, it's got Irish humour, and then it just went really dark. Still loved it. But I put it in. I feel like if you liked the corrections or you liked A Little Life, like mm-hmm. it's in that kind of pretty bleak, 
family, trauma. Mm. <laughs> but it's really good as well. There's still some humor. I think trauma is like a prerequisite for, for any book. This yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Prophet song? Prophet song I actually started two nights ago. And I'm loving it. And I think it, I'm so glad it won because as, as soon as I read the first chapter, I thought, oh, this is really good. I hope this wouldn't. <laughs> but I might change my mind because, again, I think it gets darker and darker. Yeah. A lot of people are comparing it to like a Margaret Atwood. Okay. So uh, sort of dystopian. Yeah, yeah, this could be our future type. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speculative fiction mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, looking forward to finishing it. Could someone write one where the future was better? dystopian disaster. We need some utopian. I mean, yes, we need some utopian. Oh. Yeah, let's start a new genre. Yes. Humanity doesn't destroy the world. But they'll probably we get do. people going, that's far too happy. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to read that. It's, it's a helpful. Oh. <laughs> but then in saying that, like I was telling you today, I just finished Water by John Boyne. And I just, it's just so sad and bleak. Mm. And it's not the type of book that I would normally read. Um, but. Are you glad you did? I don't know because I think I read books for a different reason. Like I wouldn't choose to read a book about what the book was about, which mm-hmm. I can't say because it's too much of a spoiler. It's tra- it's trauma though. Yeah. It's trauma and grief. And it's short and it packs a real punch and you yeah, hope you didn't think it was beautiful ending. I think because I listened to it, mm-hmm. I didn't get as much of the beauty out of the narrating as if I had read it. Mm-hmm. We've been discussing that a lot at work, Rachel and I, mm-hmm. about whether we think that listening to things is as good as reading, and it's not. So, or you know, listening to things is not as good as as picking well, up an actual. That's book. why I read it because I was listening to it and it was a very short audiobook and I knew I could listen to it within a couple of hours and it would be it would be done but it, but I, why did you but want that's to why to I it? didn't pick it up in the first I wanted to listen to it because it was one of those books that everyone I know everyone is going to come in and ask about it right everyone yeah. is going to say oh there's a new John Boyne have you read it yeah. and I wanted to be able to say yes I have and now I'm like yes I have but it's really sad. Mm. Like, I think we both listen to it's books important because it means you can squeeze another book in, and and it's so mm. nice to be knowledgeable about the books when people come into the shop. That if you can, if you're going about your daily life, and you can listen to an extra book, it's one more book that you can probably talk yeah. to people about. And it's just Absolutely. it's sort of the limit of how much you can read versus how much you can listen to. But I think you have to th- you have to think about the books you're going to listen to carefully. Yes. Mm. Yes, because I do wish I had read it instead of listening to it. I think I would have, like you said, don't you think it was beautiful? And I didn't, it didn't come across as such a beautiful book as an audio, as someone narrating it to me. But I think if I had read it, I would have been underlining things and I would Mm -hmm. have been kind of 
going back and rereading sentences, but you can't do that with an audiobook. It's mm, interesting. Mm. Mm. I'd still recommend it to people who like John Boyne. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because that's who it's marketed to. Um, <laughs> have you ever read any Claire Keegan? No. Yes. I've read two this year. Yeah. Because I would say it's got mm. a Claire Keegan vibe. The Boyne one. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, I might give it a go then because I Claire Keegan. Mm. <laughs> Our Christmas mm-hmm. catalogue that we Rachel has kindly put together and we've had printed. It looks so gorgeous. It's mm. so pretty. So cool. Uh, if you're listening and you're in the neighborhood, come pick one up. It's um it's sort of our personal top picks books that we'd recommend for friends and family. And, and I think it's a great selection. And it's we've spent a lot of time curating it. Uh, my top pick for the year, it was actually quite hard for me <laughs> to pick one. I've had, obviously, I've enjoyed many, but there was no standout. But the one I picked in the end, which I, I'm happy with, I'm happy with, I'm happy with <laughs> this is number one, is Northwoods by Daniel Mason. It is I've written here, it's exquisite literary fiction, but I don't want to put people off by calling it. When they hear if it's literary, they get a bit get scared, a bit, a bit worried, mm. but it's, very, very approachable, well-written fiction. Uh, I loved it. I loved the style. I thought it was distinctive in that it spans many hundreds of years, but it's just based on one house, one small cottage, really, in the middle of the woods, um, and who passes through it and who lives there. And sometimes it's abandoned and... And I love that each time the author introduced a new voice, a new narrator, and you got totally absorbed in that story, and then there'd be another voice with another narrator. I thought it was very, very clever, beautiful. Um, the bits when it's abandoned, does he write those to length as well? Is it about, you know, the creatures that take over the building? It's, it is very much. I love his descriptions of nature and the connections, what's happening around the cottage and how nature's yeah, and nature's coming in. Taking and, it back. Yes. It's really, really well done. Um and Rachel I Rachel and I well, we had to fight a bit, but <laughs> I was tempted to take Lola in the mirror as my number one. But Rachel's got it. I right. took Lola in the end. Because again I felt the same. I was like, I've read a lot of good books this year, but what is standout? And then I finished Lola and I was like, yeah, this is like leaps and bounds above the other books that I've read. And I think it's because it has something for everyone. It's got a bit of thriller, a bit of a love story. It's dark, it's light, it's hopeful, it's bleak. It is total, just a book of total opposites and... It's a 17-year-old girl on the run with her mum. She's not really on the run. Um, But you can't really say more than that because it's a bit of a spoiler. bit of a self To go further. Yeah, Mm -hmm. coming of age, kind of realizing who you are and who you want to be. A little bit of magic, romance. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I've put 10 out of 10, would read again. Love Mm -hmm. it. 
Yeah, bit of a roller coaster of emotions. So if you like books that leave you kind of with your head reeling, like, wow, what did I just read? <laughs> and the art in the book is incredible as mm. well. It's so cool. Um, she, she is an artist and he's collaborated with an artist to create the pictures that go along with the story inside the book. And they're just, they just add another layer to beautiful fiction. And Laura, you, your number one, tell us. Yeah, my one, number one was a nonfiction. And, um, and I think I've talked about it before, but it's Wave Walker um, by Suzanne Hayward. And mm. it's just such a brilliant book. Mm. I mean, it's, mm. it's just an extraordinary story of, of real action. Yeah, life. it's got a bit of everything to it. It's got a bit it? of it's got adventure and yeah. drama and yeah. family. And drama sort stuff. of heart-stopping mm. moments. It's, mm -hmm. it's set on this yacht that's going around the world in the wrong direction, following in the footsteps of James Cook. And um, and it's also a little bit like um, Dara Westover's Educated. It, it's it's about wanting an education and, mm. and trying to get one. And that I found that fascinating. And and then it ends up for a part of it. A chunk is set in New Zealand. And um, you know, people keep coming into the shop, going, "Oh, I know that bit of the country. Mm. You know, I know. I think I know where she was." And that's quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then and then we've got. Bree's top book. Yeah. Uh, that is the fantasy book that took the world by storm this year. Um, everyone absolutely lost it on TikTok and Instagram. And mm -hmm. I don't think we went 10 minutes without hearing about Fourth Wing when it first came out. Uh, so, Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Uh, Bree's our resident fantasy reader. Mm -hmm. So, it was bound to be her top book of the year. Uh, it's fierce dragons, unique magic abilities, spicy romances. It's the golden triangle. Um, it's like if a court of thorns and roses had dragons. So what's not to love? And the sequel, the second book, in the, is it a trilogy? No, right? there's going to be five. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. The second book has just come out. I think. <laughs> um, that's been racing out the door. Do we also have the beautiful Tom Lakes with the... Oh, oh, we've got, we got, got one left. One one left. Okay. Running. So that's another one that's on our recommended guide, Tom Lake and Patchett's new book. It's interesting. I've been seeing, I think I saw yesterday, two bookstagrammers reviewing it, both giving it two stars <gasps> because they said, I can see why it would appeal to other people, but I just found it. Mm. didn't go anywhere. I'm like, no, but that's not why you read no, it. No, that's not the point. Yeah. To each their own when it comes to, to reviews and stars, mm -hmm. but it's not a two star. No, I think that would have been my second favorite of the year. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Mm. So that was probably my favorite fiction of the year. Okay, yeah, but it's interesting how people are quite divided on that one. Yeah, it's almost like if you've read a previous Anne Patchett and you go into this one, it's not like their other ones. I don't think. Yeah. So maybe comparing it too mm. much, mm. but they're all different. I have to admit, I've never read an Anne Patchett before. So maybe so that's why. Maybe that's why I like comparing it to previous yeah. ones. I think it's just a beautiful. And, you know, we're talking about a hopeful story. Yes. I felt like that was a really hopeful story. Yeah. So just pretty. Yeah. And it comes full circle. circle. I like things yeah. that resolve, that resolves. And, and I like that. that it's just small. There's no major yeah. dramas. No. It's just 
small, beautiful. Yeah, it's weird because it's yeah. like it's a bit of a like I don't know, fluffy, mm-hmm. not not character, not plot based, not Quite it's philosophical. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've put a sublime meditation on youthful love, married love, and the lives parents have led before their children were born. And I think that sums it up. Mm -hmm. And the other one which came in at the last minute really was the Dolly Elderton. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I'm actually really looking forward to reading it. Yes, I'm. It's a 35-year-old guy who's just been broken up with by his girlfriend of almost four years and he's just losing his mind (laughs) he's just he's a comedian by trade so he he is funny so it's told from his point of view and he's just a funny guy so i will if it wasn't funny i'd be worried because um anyone looking for just a fun a beach read a holiday holiday read something if you've read something dark and heavy and you want mm. something different yeah this is it and it is literally just him trying to figure out where to go what do i do now yeah, yeah. what do i do now do i start dating other people do i you know he he pretty much spirals he loses his mm-hmm. mind and it's hilarious <laughs> and you gotta feel bad and i put if you don't laugh you'll cry because it's so true right <laughs> I didn't. I think we even said what it was called. It's good material by Dolly Alderton. What else is on our guide? I don't think we've got time to go through every single oh, no. book on here. No. Is there one for children? Um, children. Do we, do let's let's for one yeah. for children. I'm going to let Rachel talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kind of standouts. Skandar, the first book came out last year, uh, and the second one came out this year. So, if you've been in the store and asked about children's books and probably already talked your ear off about this one. This is sort of uh, middle grade, isn't it? We're talking about Yeah, it's age? about 10? 10, yeah. 10 plus. You could read it to like an eight-year-old, but mm. um, to read it yourself, you, you'd want to be in like a 10. Like a 10-year-old read it and loved it. Yeah. So good. It's the best thing I've read since Harry Potter. Um, the best children's book I've read since Harry Potter. Uh, Skandar and his group of friends are just as good as kind of Harry, Ron, and Hermione. And the unicorns aren't pink, fluffy, glittery things. They are brutal, badass war machines, essentially. Uh, They're all allied to different elements. And Skandar being the typical chosen one, his unicorn is allied to a fifth element, which has been kind of dormant or a secret for a while. And yeah, the stories go from there. I can't say much more. I don't want to spoil it. You will have to read it. And I would recommend it to adults as well. Adults who loved Harry Potter and just want something fun to read. You're just going to get sucked in by the characters because they're so wholesome. There's lots of great uh, scenes where Skandar stands up for his friends. And I think those are really um, important for kids to be reading now. And in, on that note, uh, Crookhaven is another series that both books came out this year. And there are scenes in that where the main character, Gabriel, or I think it's Gabriel, uh, he stands up for his friends in the most badass scenes in the book. And they're, they're really, really great. And what is Crookhaven? Is it a place? 
Crookhaven is a school for thieves, basically teaching the kids to be little Robin Hoods. So they have classes like forgery and the art of deception, and they're taught to be bad so that they can be good. So they can steal back from people who have kind of stolen from them or stolen from others um, and kind of replace what was rightfully theirs. Mm-hmm. There is a running plot throughout the series. Um, but again, you could read them. You could read the second one first if you wanted to. So there's just the two of that and the Skin Guy yeah. and the Crookhaven series, which is quite good because the kids can look forward to the next one coming out. Yes. And then we've got the um, Bree's favorites, the Hedge Witch and Wood Witch series, uh, which is like if Girl Scouts were for witches because the witches in the series are made and not born so you don't have to be born a witch mm-hmm. um and then those will appeal to little girls who are always dark and spooky mm-hmm. um like the um, bit of harry potter as well i love the observologist i think that's a really special book mm. that i think appeals to all ages and I love the idea behind it, that it's just observing the, the small things that are all around us. Like if you look up, lift up a rock relief and see little bugs, you're observing various things and it's beautifully illustrated. That's in non-fiction. Get outside with the kids, learn about nature. Yeah, get out a magnifying glass and mm. just go into the garden and, and take the book with you, almost like a guide you could use it i don't know if i'd want it out in the garden because it's so pretty i wouldn't want to get metal in it i feel like it's one of those books where you want like a you want a perfect perfectly clean version of it and then you want one that's been like wrecked and like covered in dirt and worms and Mm. like fly stuff I thought At the Batch was I a delightful that. What age group? Do you think that's fair? Oh, very young. Very young. I'd start oh, too. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like every batch in the country should have mm-hmm. one in it. And the illustrations are just yeah. yeah and it's, wonderful. it's, what is it, a sort of a day at the beach and returning to the batch mm. at the end of the day. Mm. It's lovely. Oh, well, we can't do too many more. Oh, do no. you want to pick maybe a while? I think... Uh, I just want to quickly talk about Leva at last. Uh, I loved this one. It is like if Matilda and Runt by Craig Sylvie had a book baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so wholesome. It's so heartwarming. It, Leva's parents are the mayor and the treasurer of the town, and they are typical children's chapter book parents they're Mm -hmm. no good basically trying to take all the money for themselves and ruin the town and they don't care about anyone else in the town and and leva has the heart of gold and she just wants to save the town and she finds refuge and and friendship and hope in life at the library and so it is a beautiful kind of book about the love of books and breaking out and doing the right thing it's really well written and it's got a cute little badger character. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's up for about kind of seven plus. Could it be one that 
that parents or grandparents could read could aloud, read aloud. And yeah and everyone enjoy it yeah it definitely everyone huddling around listening to a chapter yeah um, even at, in schools ah yes, yeah it would be a cute one yeah. i mean i think we could briefly mention a couple of ways i love so, thieves gambit so thieves gambit is for young adults what, what sort of age group do you think um the main character is I think she's 17 turning 18 or she's 18 so mm -hmm. she's a little bit older but i mean nothing nothing really happens that i wouldn't give to maybe 14 plus, 14 plus. yeah yeah and um, boys and girls boys and girls um it's a heist novel so ross's mom gets kidnapped and the kidnappers ask for like a 10 billion dollar ransom or something ridiculous and she is like, how the heck am I going to get all of this money and quick? Uh, and so she's asked to participate in the Thieves' Gambit. And the prize for winning the Thieves' Gambit is a wish. You can wish for anything you like. So she goes to the competition and tries to win um, so that she can save her mom. It's got a little bit of romance. It's got a lot of really like fun, twisty heists. Each um, phase of the heist, it's a three three phases, um, different challenges in each. Lots of kind of who can you trust? A bit of um, will they, won't they? With Do the people love die interest. In it? Is it Hunger Games? -ish? No, no, okay. no. Uh, you kind of mm, don't say. Yes and no. Like the stakes are high, and I would compare it to the Hunger Games. It is, mm -hmm. it's in that kind of genre. Okay. Uh, and it, the second one, I didn't know it was a sequel when I read it. So I was, I didn't know it was a series oh. when I read it. So I was mad when I got to the end because it's so unsatisfying. <laughs> um, but it is, yeah, fantastic heist fiction. Fast paced. Very fast paced. Mm -hmm. Then there's a couple moments where I read it on the, a plane ride mm -hmm. and there were moments where I was like, <gasps> like did that just happen and I was kind of verbally I was speaking out loud as I was reading it wow. because there were things happening that I was like there's no way mm -hmm. and I wanted to, I didn't want to get off the plane because I just wanted to keep reading my 15 and 17 year old both read five survive by Holly Jackson and loved it that's a boy and a girl and that is like a fast-paced thriller, six friends on a road trip, and one sniper. So obviously from the title, you know that five <laughs> of the six survive. They did not put that down. They both pretty much read it in one sitting. So a good summer read for practice, perhaps for someone who's struggling to get into a book. And Thieves Gambit as well. I would yeah. give that to anyone who's like, I don't know what I like. I don't know what to read. It's mm -hmm. a good one. It's got a bit of everything. And we could go on and on. Are there we any more that you want to talk about? Or... No. I mean, yes, but... I I just have to mention one because I read it mm, two weeks ago um, just before you put together this. <laughs> and I said, oh, this has got to go in the, the catalogue because it is Lucy Trudeau's new book, Days of Innocence and Wonder. And I'd say that's probably my number two oh, favorite yeah. of the year. Big okay. call, but man, that a late amazing, a very late runner. 
beautiful story, bit of a thriller component, bit of a coming of age perhaps, or just finding what you value in life and overcoming childhood, not trauma, it's probably too extreme. I'm not really explaining this well. What country, country is it? What country is it? Set it's in? set in outback Australia, a lot of it, or rural Australia. Uh, and I love that it's most of it's set in this almost, a, you can picture it. She describes it so well almost abandoned town, very poor town in, in Australia, in the middle of nowhere, and an eclectic mix of people who live there. And it's about a, a young woman who ends up there she's coming to grips with and running away from something that happened earlier when she was a young child and there's this fantastic growing sense of foreboding and you almost feel like what she's running away from is getting closer and closer and it's going to find her and then it does and I'll say no more than that but mm -hmm. really clever uh, I went from thinking oh she's She's making it all up. It's all in her head. To oh my gosh, this is actually mm -hmm. real. This is happening. So loved that. That's the end of part one of 2023 book club of banter wrapped. Uh, we obviously mentioned quite a number of books. You'll find them all listed in the show notes attached to this episode. And uh, we hope that you will listen to part two. And that's where we talk about what's coming up, what uh, we're excited about for next year. And we have a fairly long and hilarious discussion about getting a bookshop pet. So you don't want to miss it. And it should be out in the next few days. So I hope you'll look out for it. Mm -hmm.